here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. All right, America, it is the Mark Levin Show. The great one is off tonight, but don't worry, it's me. Rich Zioli with you from Philadelphia, Mark's hometown, and your fellow Levinite. On a busy Friday, we got this uh, drone, this, I'm sorry, balloon, actually. It's much bigger than a drone. It's a spy balloon hovering over the United States of America, and this feckless administration is going to do nothing about it. But what is this thing anyway? And what's the potential here that it could really destroy the United States of America? I'm not kidding here. I think this might be way worse than just simply a espionage balloon. But we'll talk about that as well. And Biden was in Philadelphia today. Like I said, Mark Levin's hometown, where I broadcast from every day on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT from 3 p.m. to 7 p.m. And the president in Philadelphia trying to take credit for 12 million new jobs, which is an absolute lie. And today he tried to uh, disassociate himself from any blame when it comes to inflation. And since the president of the United States is in Pennsylvania, it might be helpful for you to know if you don't already, 40,000 people left Pennsylvania in the last year. You know why? Because wages are not keeping up with inflation. That's why. Because inflation under this president is absolutely out of control. 877-381-3811 is our number, of course, here on the Mark Levin Show. And I do want to hear from you tonight. So let's begin with this uh, gigantic spy balloon, shall we? And we're also going to talk about the Hunter Biden laptop scandal. Because there's more details on that coming out. I don't know about you, but when I saw this story yesterday of this gigantic balloon hovering over the United States of America, I thought it was a joke at first. And all day today, I've been listening to the people from the Pentagon with their briefings, the president saying nothing on this. The president, do you realize the president of the United States of America at 6.07 p.m. has said nothing about the Chinese spy balloon over the United States of America? The commander in chief has said nothing. We've heard from the Pentagon that it's not safe to shoot it down because uh, people might get hurt with shrapnel. Okay, so what's the plan here? This thing's out taking pictures of our Air Force bases, of our ICBM missile silos, of, of God only knows what else. So what's the plan is my question. Where does this go? Is it allowed to just hover over the eastern seaboard? I think it's over Georgia now, potentially, somebody said. So what, it just hangs out? Till it floats back to sea, floats back to China. What? What? The Pentagon said this thing can change direction. They also said you can look up in the sky and you can see it for yourself. So if you want to know anything about it, just look up into the sky. These balloons are actually incredibly problematic from a national security perspective. And I don't mean just espionage. I mean the, the threat from our enemies to be able to use these balloons to deliver an EMP attack on the United States of America. Washington Examiner had a great piece on this today, that this could be a dry run because balloons have been called the top delivery platform for a nuclear EMP attack. Here's my question for you. If this is a dry run by the Chinese, what do we do about this? Do we have the capability to actually shoot this thing down? I would imagine we do. I keep hearing the media say, well, we don't have planes that can fly that high. All right, but we have missiles, right? We we could take it down if we wanted to. I've heard people suggest that, well, we can't take it down because we really want to keep it intact so we could study it and we could learn from it. Okay, what's the plan for that? 
we going to shoot a giant net up into space and bring it down? Are we going to maybe launch a rocket next to it and the net will jump? What's the process here by which we in the United States of America can claim this gigantic Chinese spy balloon and then learn from it? What's the process? And what if this is actually something far more nefarious by China, which I would not be surprised, would you? You know, it's funny. I've heard for the last, how many years now have we heard about Russia collusion? From 2015 all the way up until now, today. I mean, they, they never stop. Russia collusion, Russia influenced the election, Russia got Donald Trump elected president. You heard this how many times? It's not true, but you still heard it. How many times? A thousand? A million? A bajillion? How many times did you hear it? Where we heard officials in government say the Russians wanted Donald Trump, got Donald Trump elected, even though Putin did not try this Ukraine crap when Trump was in office. Very important to know. Somehow Trump was his puppet, but nevertheless, Vladimir Putin decided not to invade Ukraine while his puppet was in the White House, which makes absolutely no sense, of course. Um, It wasn't Russian collusion. We were told this over and over again. I bring this up because if anybody ever suggests that China tried to influence the 2020 election by unleashing a virus out of the lab, you're immediately called a conspiracy nut and said, you're crazy, you're crazy. But the very same people that would say that about China will turn around and go, and Russia absolutely tried to influence the 2016 election and 2022. 2020 as well, I should say. And I've never heard that that inconsistency has always just rattled me. I've always just thought that that's just so cute and charming. You can, with a straight face, be a well-respected Washington insider and say, yes, Russia absolutely tried to affect the outcome of the 2016 election. And here are the various methods by which they do that. And that same person, if you say to them, did China have anything to do with unleashing COVID to try to affect the 2020 election because Donald Trump was being very tough on them economically, will turn around and say, well, that's just a (laughs) ridiculous conspiracy theory. China's not our friend, and China, obviously, if they were our friend, we would have been able to get access to the Wuhan Institute of Virology, the WIV, uh, when this virus first snuck out of the lab or was allowed to leave the lab, whenever it was. But we never did. To this day, we've never been there. And we don't seem to be interested in going there. Do you notice that? When's the last time you heard this administration say, and we will not rest until we get access to the Wuhan Institute of Virology so we can make sure there's not another pandemic sitting there being brewed by the Chinese military in conjunction with gain-of-function research? It's not even a priority anymore. It's not even a thing. I don't even hear anybody even suggest that anymore. But... Maybe it's possible that the reason why we've given up on that is the same way we've given up on everything when it comes to China, because this president is absolutely compromised by China and China knows it can do whatever it wants. It can fly spy balloons over our country. It can cover up for the lab leak of covid. It can do whatever it wants, because this administration is never going to hold them accountable because Joe Biden is bought and paid for by China. Let's just say it. Say what it is. Hunter Biden made lots of money off China and Joe Biden helped him make that money. And that's what we're learning in the course of this entire investigation. And I think it's very obvious that this president, when it comes to China, cannot be objective. Exactly what President Trump tried to warn about in that debate in 2020. The question of the Hunter Biden laptop, which everybody called what? Russian disinformation, to prove my point which we now know that the Federal Bureau of Investigation was working with Twitter to set the stage for it to be Russian disinformation, even though they had the Hunter Biden laptop in their possession in 2019. 
But all of a sudden, when President Trump brought it up and said, hey, maybe you're compromised by China and Ukraine and these other countries around the world because of your son's business dealings, it was Russian disinformation. This is just a bunch of malarkey. And now we have Hunter Biden admitting that the laptop is real. And he's actually accusing John Paul Mac Isaac, who is a great guy. I've had him on my show in Philly, accusing him of doing all kinds of things to get Hunter's Biden, uh, Hunter Biden's data out there into the public sphere, which is, of course, an admission that the laptop's real and the data on the laptop belongs to Hunter Biden and that it's not Russian disinformation. But I think if you step back from this for a moment and you think about this balloon flying over the United States of America, I think it's a it's a symbol of something. It is a symbol of China saying we are not afraid of the United States of America. We're not afraid of you guys. We watch how you botch the withdrawal of Afghanistan, that absolute disgrace. We know your president's never going to stand up to us. We'll do whatever the hell we want. There was a question somebody asked, if China invaded Taiwan tomorrow, would we actually do anything about it? Would we actually do anything? China steals our intellectual property. China steals our technology. China engages in some of the worst human rights violations in the world. As we speak right now, there are Muslim Uyghurs being held in concentration camps, being executed. And we don't give a damn about any of that. We, we the United States of America, don't seem to care. I'm not suggesting World War III here. But what I am saying, though, is that if it does happen, it's going to be because China turns around and says, we're not afraid of you anymore. The only way to deal with people like that is to make sure that they know we don't mess around. Here's this this giant spy balloon just hovering, you know, glissfully in the wind, just taking its sweet time over the United States of America, just taking in the view. And we're not we we're not doing anything about it. And I've heard all kinds of different scenarios today. You know, what if we blow it up? What if we uh, if we take it down with a net? What if we do this? What if we do that? I think we have a, a point we have to show China right now. I really do. And I think that matters way more than anything else. We have to send a message that this is not OK. We have to send that message because America's national security depends upon it. Unless the reason why the Pentagon is saying they can't shoot it down is because of this issue of these high altitude balloons such as the one china has floated over mountain state military bases which are key delivery platforms for secret nuclear strikes on america's electric grid is that what's happening and the administration is not being honest with us they commissioned this report and the washington examiner did an excellent job of breaking this down the american leadership and policy foundation air force major david stuckenberg One of the nation's leading EMP experts wrote extensively about the threat that balloons carrying bombs pose to our national security. And he said using a balloon as a WMD slash WME platform could provide adversaries with a pallet of altitudes and payload options with which to maximize offensive effects against the United States. He said a high-altitude balloon could be designed, created, and launched in a matter of months. There is nothing to prevent several hundred pounds of weapons material from being delivered to altitude. And what he said was that China's recent balloon flyover of the United States is clearly a provocative and aggressive act. It was most likely a type of dry run meant to send a strategic message to the United States of America. And the question is, if they have these very small devices on there that could generate, say, a nuclear explosion which would create an electromagnetic pulse that could cut the cord in the United States of America for a year or longer. 
EMP experts have warned that China and other nations, North Korea, Iran, have programs to hit the United States grid with electromagnetic pulse weapons that would cut the cord for a year or longer. He said, imagine the consequences of a balloon EMP attack that damages and destroys electronic systems at the speed of light within an EMP field with a radius of hundreds of kilometers. The eastern grid of the United States generates 75% of U.S. electricity and supports most of the population. Virtually any nuke detonated anywhere over the eastern grid will collapse the entire eastern grid, not just the area where the EMP exploded because of cascading failures that will ripple outward. So here's my question. Is the United States of America prepared for that? Let's hope this is just a big old spy balloon hovering over Missouri, I believe, right now. According to Fox News, it's over Cape uh, Gerardo, Missouri. Let's just hope it's a spy balloon. But my question is, if it's something more nefarious, if it's something that really does threaten the United States of America, what do we do about this? And how is it allowed to come over the mainland of this country? How, how did we not stop it before it crossed over our soil? These are the questions that I have tonight, and I think you have these questions as well. Here on the Mark Levin Show with me, Rich Zioli, in for the great one, 877-381-3811. Coming right back. Mark Levin. If you've saved at least $100,000 for retirement, Augusta Precious Metals could help you protect it with a gold IRA. What makes Augusta Precious Metals different? They'll tell you not to buy a gold IRA if it's not right for you. No pressure, just facts. Retirees have it worse because there's no time to catch up when the value of what you've saved for decades is crashing. But you can protect yourself with physical gold from Augusta Precious Metals. If you have at least $100,000 saved in your IRA or your 401k, please call my friends at Augusta Precious Metals today. They'll send you a free gold IRA guide. Call 877-4-GOLD-IRA. Tell them I sent you, and they'll pay all your fees for up to 10 years. That's 877-4-GOLD-IRA. Consult with your financial professional before making an investment decision and visit AugustaPreciousMetals.com for risk disclosures. You know, the idea that we don't have a responsibility to do something about this is uh, it's laughable. This is about protecting the homeland of the United States of America. This is not about invading another country. It's not, not about starting World War Three. This is about protecting our homeland from a potential very adversarial threat to the American people. I'm sorry, call me old school. If a nation that hates us can launch an EMP attack from one of these balloons that at 200,000 feet, which would cripple our country for maybe a year, maybe longer, and, until something worse happens, I want to make sure we can deal with that. I don't, I don't think that's being a warmonger. I think that that's just being smart. And what these balloons expose us to, if you go deeper than just the headlines of a spy balloon, yeah, it's a spy balloon spying on us, maybe, but maybe something more. Certainly with the capability to do something more. So again, I asked the question tonight, if this is going to be a thing in the future, how do we deal with this? How was this balloon able to come over the United States? You know, and, and they said, well, this happened a few years ago and this, this has happened before. And this is I don't care what's happened before. I care about what's happening right now and what could happen in the future. 
This is kind of like the argument that my, I tell my kids. You know, I have an eight-year-old, a six-year-old, and an almost three-year-old. And if they say, well, so-and-so did it, I say, well, that doesn't make it right. So if there, was, if there were spy balloons in the past and I missed it, well, that's shame on me. But it doesn't change the fact that spy balloons now and spy balloons in the future are very bad things that we have to deal with if we want to protect the homeland of the United States of America, which is our primary responsibility, I think, when it comes to what the American people deserve. And I just, I think about politics from a very, very basic level, politics 101. There's a drone, I mean, a a giant balloon flying over your country and you shoot it down, you gain tremendous political power and points. I mean, obviously, if it goes into something and kills civilians, that would not be good. That would actually hurt you. So you find a place where it's remote and you shoot it down and you look like a hero. You politically speaking, that's politics 101. you're You're the cowboy who shot down the big balloon, the spy balloon. You send a message to China. The fact that we're not doing that is either because truly this president is beholden to China or two, because we're afraid of what the ramifications of that would be. And I know that they're saying it could be shrapnel over a kindergarten or, or over a, a, a mall or something like that. But I also wonder if it's something worse that they're just not telling us about. Either way, if we think that a foreign adversary like China can use one of these balloons and climb 200,000 feet into the air and we can't do a damn thing about it, and they could launch an EMP that could bring down our country, I think you kind of want to be able to do something about that in the future, don't you think? Yes, 877-381-3811, The Mark Levin Show. It's me, Rich Zioli, with you. Uh, Let me play a little bit of audio for you. This is the Pentagon spokesman talking about the Chinese spy balloon, that it's not a weather balloon. It's something even more than this, of course. Let's start with cut number six. Hi, Pat. Thank you for doing this. Um, China has said this is just a weather balloon that has veered off course. Why is the Pentagon convinced that this is a surveillance balloon? And then... Can you give us a little bit more on the status of the balloon? You said it's in the central of the uh, cent- central U.S. What state? Do you have any guidance for people as they see this balloon or they're trying to photograph it or maybe try and interfere with it? Sure. Uh, thanks, Tara. Uh, so, first of all, we are aware of the PRC's statement. Um, however, the fact is uh, we know that it's a surveillance balloon. All right. We'll, we'll come back to this. We know it's a surveillance balloon. We got a lot more to talk about here on the Mark Levin Show. It's me, Rich Zeolian, for the great one. We're coming right back. If you've saved at least $100,000 for retirement, Augusta Precious Metals could help you protect it with a gold IRA. What makes Augusta Precious Metals different? They'll tell you not to buy a gold IRA if it's not right for you. No pressure, just facts. Retirees have it worse because there's no time to catch up when the value of what you've saved for decades is crashing. But you can protect yourself with physical gold from Augusta Precious Metals. If you have at least $100,000 saved in your IRA or your 401k, please call my friends at Augusta Precious Metals today. They'll send you a free gold IRA guide. Call 877-4-GOLD-IRA. Tell them I sent you and they'll pay all your fees for up to 10 years. That's 877-4-GOLD-IRA. Consult with your financial professional before making an investment decision and visit AugustaPreciousMetals.com for risk disclosures. Mark Levin doesn't just read the news, he makes the news. 
Call the Mark Levin Show now at 877-381-3811. Now, the great one will be back on Monday, and his show, of course, Life, Liberty, and Levin, Sunday night, 8 p.m. His guest will be Victor Davis Hansen for the full hour, so definitely tune in for that. Welcome back to the Mark Levin Show. It is me, Rich Zioli, with you from WPHD in Philadelphia, Mark's hometown, and one of his great affiliates. Great to be with you tonight, my fellow Levinites. So talking about this China spy balloon, I just look at this stuff from a very basic level here. You know, I'm not a guy who really likes to start invading countries. I don't really want us into prolonged wars. I don't really think we need to be the world's policeman. But this is the homeland of the United States of America. And if it's a spy balloon that's capable of doing other things, we need to be able to deal with that, don't you think? And what concerns me is that we didn't shoot this thing down before it came over the homeland. I can't figure that out. I don't understand why not. I mean, we know these things are coming into our airspace, do we not? We know these things are coming to our airspace and we just let it happen? Or, or are these things able to, what, evade radar, evade surveillance by NORAD? I mean, all these questions that I have suddenly, all these questions that I have, because if this is just a dry run for something in the future, well, we have to, we have to, be, we have to make sure then that it doesn't cross, cross into population areas where it could cause actual damage to America. We're all acting like just what they tell us is true. Oh, it's a spy balloon. Okay, it's a spy balloon. But spy balloons are capable of doing worse things than just spying. Do you know that it's not, for sure, something more nefarious? I don't. How, how could anybody know? The CMP stuff is very scary. Our grid in this country is not strong. It's not secure. And we keep adding things to it all the time. All these electric vehicles we got to charge and everything else. Keep adding more things to our grid. There's no question in my mind that when you think about what an enemy would want to do to this country, short of actually invading it, it would be something like that. I'm not looking for war with China. I don't want to go to war with China. I think it'd be a disaster to go to war with China. But does China have the same intention that I do, that you do, which is to not go to war? I don't know. I can't answer that question. I don't know. I hope not. I don't think it works out very well for us if we go to war with China. I'm not looking for that. I'm looking to deal with China in other ways. But we have to deal with China and show China strength because I can't tell you what China's motivations in all this will be. And that's where we are. That's where we are at this moment. I started to play a couple of clips for you, but then I had to go to break. You know, on my show, I just... I don't have hard breaks, but on this one, I do. So I got to observe the hard break. And I didn't do that before. So I had to cut the clip short. But that's okay. There's a couple things I want to play for you. First of all, this is Brigadier General Patrick Ryder, the Pentagon spokesman today at the press briefing, saying that the balloon actually is maneuverable. Oh, that's fun. Cut number five. It's moving eastward and it's over the continental U.S. It's, cha- it's not over Montana anymore. Is the Chinese government controlling the movement of the balloon or is it just floating with uh, airstreams? Thanks, Jennifer. Uh, so I'm not going to go into uh, any specific intelligence that we, we may have. Again, uh, we, we know this is a Chinese balloon um, and that it has the ability to maneuver. Um, but I'll just leave it at that. OK, so we can maneuver. So that's helpful. So why don't we tell it to maneuver the hell out of here and go away, for example? That would be very helpful, I would think. He, 
and I started to play this for you, but I had to wrap it up short. But I want to get to this point that we know it is a surveillance balloon. It's not a weather balloon. It wasn't there looking for agricultural samples or whatever the BS was that China told us today. Oh, no, it's just a, it's, a, it's an agriculture balloon looking for, I don't know, earthworms or something, whatever their lame excuse was. Uh, cut number six. Hi, Pat. Thank you for doing this. Um, China has said this is just a weather balloon that has veered off course. Why is the Pentagon convinced that this is a surveillance balloon? And then can you give us a little bit more on the status of the balloon? You said it's in the central of the uh, cent- central U.S. What state? Do you have any guidance for people as they see this balloon or they're trying to photograph it or maybe try and interfere with it? Sure. Uh, thanks, Tara. Uh, so, first of all, we are aware of the PRC's statement. Um, however, the fact is uh, we know that it's a surveillance balloon. Uh, and I'm not going to be able to be more specific than that. Uh, we do know that the balloon has violated U.S. airspace and international law, uh, which is unacceptable. And so we've conveyed this directly to the PRC at multiple levels. Uh, and in terms of specific locations, uh, I'm not going to be able to go into specific locations again, other than to say it's moving eastward at this time. Now, the fact that it invaded U.S. airspace is the key point here. I'm not I'm not a fool. I know that we have spy planes and every country in the world engages in spying on each other. I understand that. But it is the symbol of this balloon invading U.S. airspace and floating over our country that I think is what this is about. I don't think you can just simply just wave this off and go, oh, no, no, no. Listen, we just we all spy on each other. It's what we do. We do a little surveillance here and there. It's just Cold War stuff, you know. This is a deliberate point, I think, by China to let us know that China is not afraid of us. It's a freak. It's a balloon flying over the United States of America. A giant balloon. It's like a giant middle finger to this country. These things have symbolic value. You know, there's a psychological element to this. Is there not? A psychological element to flying a... Because why, why else would you do it? If not to send a message, really, what, why else would you do it? What's the purpose here? If it's no big thing, then why doesn't Beijing just come out and say, ah, well, you know, actually, it's, yeah, we caught us a spy, it's a spy balloon. We didn't think you'd notice. Of course they knew we'd notice. You don't just fly a gigantic spy balloon over the country and think no one's going to notice it. So all of these things make me think that, yeah, this is deliberate. China's doing this deliberately to send a message to the United States of America. What is that message? And now the question is, how do we send a message back to China that doesn't result in World War III, but doesn't, but also makes it clear to them, hey, don't mess with us because we don't want World War III. So don't even, don't provoke us. We're not weak and we're not just sitting here waiting for you to do something to Taiwan or our, or us, for quite, frank, quite frankly. That message has to be sent. I think that China watched that disastrous withdrawal of Afghanistan. Biden's absolute failure with that. I think China paid attention to that. And I think China is going to call our bluff if it comes to invading Taiwan. If they want to invade Taiwan, they'll call our bluff and think that we won't do anything. The question is, will we? I don't know. Uh, Let's go to Danny. He's in Washington, D.C. on line one. Danny, you are on the Mark Levin Show with me, Rich. How are you doing tonight? Hey, Rich, good evening. Thank you for taking my call. Two words. Thermite plasma. It actually exists. We use it to weld rails together for trains. It is so thorough, you could not get the joint with a spectrograph. 
It works at 2,200 degrees Celsius, which is 3,390 degrees Fahrenheit. It will have absolute total obliteration because it's almost like uh, phosphorus. It'll stick to everything. And it will not stop burning until it is done burning. I mean, but, if you were but to... But what do we do with it? I'm, I don't, I'm not following you. Phosphorus on your arm. If, 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 if you were to possibly get hit with phosphorus on your but arm... What, but I understand that, Daniel, but what do we do with it? What, what, what's your suggestion here? It needs to be put on a rocket or, or a missile and get it, you know, in an F-22 or an F-35 JSF. All right, so you, so you think we should shoot it down? Go. We shoot it down. have All the right. capability. All right, thank you for the call. I appreciate it. I mean, the specifics of how we should, I'm, I'm sure we have the capabilities to do it. I'm not questioning that. I'm questioning the decision by the United States not to and what those reasons could be. What are the reasons why we wouldn't shoot it down? Think about it, just from a purely political perspective, because if somebody thought to themselves it could help them politically, politicians do that stuff all the time. So the question is, what about security what writ large security here and then what's the question is it the shrapnel is it the fact that we could we could kill americans with everything that comes down from this thing is it the fact that we worry that there may be a a, a bomb on this thing maybe china has told us that there is maybe we our intelligence suspects that there is so then what's the plan we just let it we just let it hover out there you know into, into the wild we just let it hover and then what does China think about that? What's going through Beijing's mind right now as they see us not doing anything about this balloon? And look, maybe we can't. Maybe we legitimately can't do anything with this. Let's say that our intelligence has de- decided that there's a probability, although very small, that China could have a small nuclear device on here that could cause a massive electromagnetic pulse attack, and we can't do anything. What are the ramifications for that going forward? I don't think anybody's talking about that. I don't think anybody's really focusing on that fact. This isn't just a matter of, you know, flexing our muscles and showing China like, hey, we're the, we're the alpha male in the room. You get out of here. Oh, can't say alpha male. It's offensive. Sorry. We're the alpha male. You get out of here. It's our country. Leave. I get that. But the bigger question, of course, is if we think we in, in the United States intelligence community, not we, but they, they think this could be really, really bad. Something very bad could occur if we shoot this thing down. Then then what? Then what happens? I know what happens. We'll never know about it. They'll never tell us that. They'll never tell us that. They say the Chinese uh, regrets the unintended entry of the airship into U.S. airspace due to force majeure. All right, just the wind. You know, it's a it's an accident. What are you going to do? Here is the Pentagon spokesman on the China spy balloon. How long it's just going to hang out here? Cut number seven. Um, I was wondering, is there any way that the Pentagon is able to gauge how long it could potentially loiter? Um, you know, comparing to balloons that have been in the past, um, and you know, how long do you anticipate that it it could loiter? Sure. Yeah, so, so as I mentioned, we'll continue to monitor it. Uh, right now, we assess that it'll probably be over the United States for a few few days, um, but we'll continue to monitor, review our options, and keep you updated as, as we can. Thanks. 
Appreciate the updates. <laughs> he also said something snarky about basically, well, anybody can just look up in the sky and see it. You know, you can look at it yourself. Just look up. It's something snarky like that. You know what I mean? Again, I think that this is a, there is, there is a value in doing this from China's perspective of flying a gigantic balloon over our country. Uh, Newman Price on Twitter. If you want to tweet me, by the way, I'm at Rich Zioli. Says you're exactly right. It's not like a stealth jet flying over our airspace for several minutes or even an hour. It's the optics of a giant balloon hovering over our country for over a week and us doing absolutely nothing. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It is that. And we have serious questions to ask about China's absolute disrespect for this country. And where does it come from? Where does it come from, you think? How much of this is because of Joe Biden's president? Really? And this guy's compromised by all his business dealings with China. How much of it is? You know, there was a, a point that was made today. I did a hit on Fox News this morning on America's Newsroom with Dana Perino, and I um, always love seeing her. And she was hearing this response by the government that China was saying this was an agricultural mission that astray, and they were looking for dirt or I don't know, basil leaves or something. And she said, well, that's funny. You know, we're supposed to be cool with that here in the United States, but they wouldn't let us do a research mission into the Wuhan Institute of Virology to figure out the virus and where it came from. They, they, they wouldn't let us do that, but we're supposed to be okay with them just doing an agricultural mission, <laughs> spying on our dirt or whatever, you know, because they want to buy farmland. I think that was the excuse. Well, they're looking to buy some farms. So they're just checking all this out. Now, I think that if you look at the broader context here of everything this administration has done to let China off the hook for everything that China has done. And there has to be a place you go between World War Three and also just letting China walk all over us. And I think it all started. It really did when Joe Biden became president and put absolutely no emphasis on getting to the bottom of this virus. This COVID-19 virus that you know and I know came from a lab. And we're not stupid. It didn't come from an undercooked bat burger with a side of pangolin fries. It came from a virus that was weaponized by the Chinese military. It was first released into the world in the fall of 2019 during the World Military Games. When our soldiers were over there, not a coincidence. I'm not a man who believes in coincidences. Coincidences. So... That's how I feel about this. But the minute that Joe Biden got in there and said, we're not even going to bother looking. We're not even going to bother. We don't care. I think that sent a big message to China. So how much of this is because Joe Biden is compromised by China, which will then bring us to Hunter Biden and the laptop. And there's so much more on that as well. This is the Mark Levin Show with me, Rich Zioli, in for the great one. We're coming right back. Mark Levin. If you've saved at least $100,000 for retirement, Augusta Precious Metals could help you protect it with a gold IRA. What makes Augusta Precious Metals different? They'll tell you not to buy a gold IRA if it's not right for you. No pressure, just facts. Retirees have it worse because there's no time to catch up when the value of what you've saved for decades is crashing. But you can protect yourself with physical gold from Augusta Precious Metals. If you have at least $100,000 saved in your IRA or your 401k, please call my friends at Augusta Precious Metals today. They'll send you a free gold IRA guide. Call 877-4-GOLD-IRA. Tell them I sent you. 
and they'll pay all your fees for up to 10 years. That's 877-4-GOLD-IRA. Consult with your financial professional before making an investment decision and visit AugustaPreciousMetals.com for risk disclosures. So the question, of course, is uh, what, if anything, do we do with a gigantic Chinese spy balloon hovering over the United States of America? That is a question. Uh, Mark Esper, the former defense secretary, talked about what he would do if he were the secretary of defense right now. I want to play this just because I think it's interesting, the concept of if we could capture it and what that could mean for our strategic advantage here in gathering intelligence. Cut number nine. Well, uh, first of all, I'm surprised by this. I think it is a brazen act by the Chinese to do this. Um, We we were just talking about whether or not it has more or less intelligence value than what they currently have. I I don't think we know. And so my interest would be not necessarily shooting it down, but bringing it it down so we can capture the the equipment and understand exactly what what they're doing. Are they taking pictures? Are they intercepting signals? What are they doing and what is the level of uh, technical capability? It will tell us a lot about what they're trying to do, what they're trying to learn, and what their capability is of doing that. Now, failing that, I would definitely shoot it down, uh, provided that there's no risk to people on the ground. Yeah. So you are surprised that this is just hovering over the continental U.S.? Oh, absolutely. Not just the continental United States, but over our, you know, our missile fields and our strategic bomber bases. And so that's a great concern to me that they are collecting intelligence. And look, they, they obviously are looking for something. They need information that I would assume they can't get through satellites. And so that's why I would be very interested in getting hold of this, uh, whatever the payload is, and understanding exactly what they're looking for and why. And then, of course, it gives us a good sense of their level of technological capability. The Chinese have been spying on us for years, for decades. We know the FBI tells us that, what, every 12 hours they open up an espionage case. To me, this is a brazen act. And so at the political level, we have to push back. We have to defend American sovereignty. And uh, we have to make clear to the Chinese that we're not going to tolerate this. I think that that's it. It's the strategic symbolic value of what China is doing that is the issue. Uh, Phil is in Virginia. Phil, go ahead. You're on the Mark Levin Show. Hey, look, this uh, balloon is an insult to every American veteran who gave their blood and their health and their life for our freedoms. My father fought in the Korean War. The communist Chinese almost killed him. I almost wasn't here because of the communist Chinese. And to have that balloon up there and to have the fools in the Pentagon tell me they can't shoot it down is an insult. I know we have great Americans in the American Air Force willing to get in the jet and go up there and shoot that damn thing down. Let's get it out of our sovereign airspace. Let's fight for America. I don't care what Joe Biden's money took. It has to come down. Phil, thank you for the call, and I appreciate it. Hour number two of the Mark Levin Show with me, Rich Zioli, in for the great one coming straight ahead. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship. Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. 
All right, America, it is the Mark Levin Show. Great one's off tonight, but it's me, Rich Zioli, with you from Mark's hometown of Philadelphia. When I broadcast on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD every day, 3 to 7 p.m., 877-381-3811. I'm going to continue to monitor this whole balloon issue as the Pentagon says, sorry, this is classified. Sorry, folks, classified. But the one thing that I think you have to keep in mind with all this is that the weakness that we are projecting on the international stage, you just you can't ignore that. But I do want to say I got to give President Biden credit for the way he addressed this today. I know. I know you're thinking, what, really? He did? Oh, yes. He addressed this in a very, very bold, passionate way that I think puts China on notice and I think says we're not messing around. All right. We're not messing around here. And you're probably not going to hear this audio anywhere else. But I have it. Cut number four. Yeah, I'm just kidding. He didn't say anything on it today. He just ignored the whole thing. Not a thing. The commander in chief didn't say a thing about this. And that is pathetic, especially because he gave a speech in Philadelphia where he said nothing and he rambled on and on. And he tries to take credit for 12 million new jobs, which he does not deserve the credit for. And then he tries to say inflation is not his fault. And also because he interrupted my hit on Fox News this morning, which also really annoyed me when he came out and he gave his economic address and they asked him the question about inflation. They did. They asked him the question, you know, did you take any responsibility for this in any way, shape or form? Cut 24. Oh, sorry. Okay, that's okay. Biden refused to take blame for inflation. He refused to acknowledge it. He refused to say, he goes, hey, listen, think about the guy before me. That was that guy. That guy did it. It was his fault. Inflation, when Joe Biden became president, was 1.9%. Those cowboy boots and cowgirl boots for your little line dancing country parties and everything else, they were a lot cheaper back then. A lot cheaper back then. Everything was cheaper back then. A beer was cheaper back then. Gas was cheaper back then. Nobody looks harkens back to the, to the good old days where they paid more for things before Joe Biden became president. Everybody remembers how much more money we had in our pocket. That's why 40,000 people left Pennsylvania because wages cannot keep up with inflation. Inflation is outpacing everything, everything because of the, of, of the absolute incompetence of this administration. Now, remember something else too, and this is a very key point, all right? When Joe Biden stands up there and says, I created 12 million new jobs since I became president and doesn't say a word about the balloon. He doesn't care about a little balloon. Just pop it, no big deal. He's lying because what happened is he became president. COVID started to wane, right? New variants came along. The original Wuhan strain was no longer the thing. It was all these other variants. And life opened up again. People went back to normal. And they started going back to work. And companies started rehiring people again because states stopped locking us down. They stopped. They allowed us to go out again. Wow. So, so gracious of them. They allowed us to go to bars and restaurants again and sporting events and all the other stuff they let us do. You can go watch country music again. You can go drink with your friends on a party bus again. All those things that before you were not allowed to do because they said you couldn't do it because you'd be a super spreader. Oh, you know, I have a story today that said people who still wear masks consider themselves unattractive. I'm not surprised. 
I see a lot of people driving around with masks on by themselves. And I've always wondered what the reason was. And I guess it's just the fact that they don't want to look themselves in the mirror. I completely get it. I do. I understand. There were times when I was in high school and I had acne during puberty. I wish I had a mask back then, but I didn't. But some people keep going with this stuff. They don't want to let it go. And particularly in blue states, they didn't want to let it go. And then eventually the people said enough is enough. They started hiring people again. The economy started going again. Joe Biden had nothing to do with that. Nothing. Other than he realized that politically speaking, he, like these other idiots that were out there, Gavin Newsom and Phil Murphy and Tom Wolf at the time in Pennsylvania, Gretchen Whitmer, Andrew Cuomo before he killed everybody in nursing homes and then left in a sex scandal. So embarrassing for him and his lesser brother. All these people, and they realized, hey, we can't keep locking people down anymore. They don't want it. And they're pushing back. That's the only reason why the economy started going again. I was in the studio in Philadelphia back then and used to, I could cruise to work back then. Nobody was ever on the roads. Last night, as I was leaving the studio, it took me 45 minutes at six o'clock to leave the studio or seven o'clock in bumper to bumper traffic because people are working and that means companies are investing again and then companies are hiring again. But then Joe Biden stands up there and goes, yeah, I did that. 12 million people. Yeah, 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 that's me. That's me. What, what did he do exactly? Now he did create a lot of government jobs. He did create a lot of government jobs, but he can't get out of his own way. The fact is we would have more people working in this country right now if there was an incentive to get off the couch and get a job. But we love mooching. All of a sudden, our society, we love to be a mooch. And that's a thing. So they'll pay you money now for just about anything. They'll give you money to stay home. They'll give you money if you make money. They'll give you money for everything. It's all part of the grand design to welcome Marxism in this country, as Mark has written about. American Marxism, that is how you do it. You start giving people stuff, free stuff. You start paying their student loans back for them. You give them health care. Do you know that we still have this COVID emergency, which apparently is going away May 11th. I'll believe it when I see it. You know that one of the biggest reasons why that's in place is because they can keep expanding Medicare without Congress having to do a damn thing about it because states can't turn down the Medicare recipients once covid's over so they're going to keep expanding medicare until eventually you will have everybody in medicare that's the ultimate goal here that's the ultimate goal of obamacare single payer through the government system that's what they want that's one reason why they keep the covid emergency going but the other is because they can just spend whatever they want without any ramifications right now this administration is in court arguing that people can't repay their student loans why because of covid You know, people with master's degrees in ancient hieroglyphics and pottery. They can't, well, they can't because they can't get a job because these are stupid degrees. But nevertheless, they can afford to pay those back because most of them are a bunch of white lefties living in places like uh, Virginia and Washington, outside of D.C., I mean, in those areas. But it's never been, it's, it, it really, truly, this entire time has been about expanding the size of the federal government and getting everybody a little bit of cheddar cheese. So everybody's uh, hooked on it in some way, shape, or form. That's the ultimate plan here. And you don't have to be a genius to figure that out. You just have to look at it and understand that. So Joe Biden comes to Philadelphia today, a city that is besieged by crime. The one thing I won't do in Philadelphia is really anything anymore and and a lot of people say that they really do they don't want to go to dinner anymore in the city they just don't want to go to things because you 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 step over homeless people the cops can't move them and you have these open-air drug markets kensington's a great example of this 
It's a damn shame. And Joe Biden's not going to see it today in Philadelphia. Nobody's going to show him. They said today there's a new opioid that is now 40%, Philadelphia health officials warning now, 40% more dangerous than fentanyl, 40% more lethal than fentanyl, which is already gripping the city. But Biden comes to Philadelphia to take a victory lap on the economy because of the jobs report today that we are also forgetting something. The jobs report today includes seasonal workers because it includes December. It includes the entire holiday spree of companies adding workers. So let's not forget that. And just ask people, ask people, you know, if they think that things are better now than they were when Trump was president. Just ask them. Are you happier now when your interest rates are really high? Does it make you happy to see how much you got to pay for eggs? Do you like that? Do you like paying more for eggs? Is that what it is? You just like it. You enjoy that. I went to the store the other day. I do the shopping in my house and the cooking in my house, too. I enjoy it. It's my time away. You know, put on my AirPods and I do the shopping. Go early in the morning or late at night. So I don't deal with any crowds. And I bought two things of eggs. And it was, they had a sale. It was two 18 eggs thingies. You know what I mean? For $15 for eggs. It's insane. It's, it's absolutely insane. And they'll blame the bird flu and they'll blame all these fires at chicken factories and everything like this. And I'm sure there's more to the story, but the reality is that every farmer out there is paying more for fuel right now for their tractors and fertilizer and everything else because this administration has also been waging a war on fossil fuels. And don't think that doesn't catch up to you after a period of time because it does. Ask them. Ask, ask anybody who works in the food industry, and they'll tell you they've never had to pay prices like this they've had to pay in the past for everything. There's this, um, this great book that I read years ago called Nobody Knows How to Make a Pizza by Julie Borowski. She's a libertarian. She's great. And the whole book, which I read to my kids, we read it all the time. It's all about nobody knows how to make a pizza because I do, by the way, just for the record. I make wood-fired pizza. It's phenomenal. But, no, but the concept is nobody knows because people don't realize all the things that go into the pizza from the flour to the cheese to the tomato sauce to the workers and everything else and what keeps that engine going is the pursuit of making money it's why people do all these things but all these levels get affected you know you start waging a war on fossil fuels which raises fuel costs that's fuel they have to operate tractors it's fertilizer it's everything else somebody's paying that and the consumer's paying that and then don't forget we haven't even gotten to the part where they actually then ship those tomatoes on a truck and then ship the pizza boxes, which they've had to now make with very expensive fuel costs. We haven't talked about any of that stuff. There's Joe Biden taking credit in Philadelphia for all these new jobs that he's created, that he's created. Give me a break. You know, it's just, you laugh, you really do. You turn around and go, do people really buy this stuff? The, um, other thing about inflation that you need to know about that I don't think a lot of people are talking about is that the COVID stimulus spending also played a sizable role in inflation. Eric Beam wrote this at Reason.com. And what they found when the Federal Reserve report published last month, audit the Fed, Tom Massey, you're right about that. In the U.S., they found that fiscal stimulus during the pandemic contributed to an increase in inflation of about 2.6 percentage points. That is a significant increase, even if it doesn't account for the full run-up of inflation that took place during the past 18 months. Price increases accelerated in late 2021 and throughout 2022, ultimately peaking at an annualized rate of 9.1% in June. 
The large increase in demand triggered by the fiscal stimulus policy, together with the slow pace of adjustment in production, likely contributed to the current imbalance in the goods market, they said. Most obvious form of fiscal stimulus in the United States was the three rounds of direct payments mailed to most American households during the pandemic. About $823 billion was distributed in that matter, according to COVID Money Tracker, which is run by the Committee for Responsible Federal Deficit. You remember that they had the 1200 bucks per person check that that went out. That was early on in March. They had another round of $600 checks. Then they had $1,400 checks as part of 2021. Then Biden pushed through another round of $1,400 checks. Then households earning as much as $160,000 in joint income were eligible for yet another round of direct payments during the first half of 2021. And when they review all this stuff, they find that all this free money, all your checks you just got... Yeah, that also contributed in a big, big way to inflation. Shocking. I know when the government gives you free money, you think, wow, there's definitely no strings attached to this, right? 877-381-3811. This is the Mark Levin Show. Hunter Biden's laptop and what it means and what these classified documents are all really about. I have my theory about why all of this is happening at the very same time. And I want to know what you think as well. It's me, Rich Zioli, in for the great one. It's the Mark Levin Show coming right back. Mark Levin. If one of your goals this year is to do business with companies who share your values, then hop on the Pure Talk bandwagon. Pure Talk, my cell phone company, is the antidote to woke wireless. That's why they're proudly veteran-owned, why they proudly employ a U.S.-based customer service team, and why they refuse to spend their money on fake news networks. And I haven't even started talking about the service It Kicks Butt, one of the largest networks in the country. You're going to get blazing fast data, talk, and text for just 30 bucks a month. That's probably half of what you're paying Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile. Keep your phone, keep your number, and switch over in as little as 10 minutes. Plus, Pure Talk has a first-month risk-free guarantee. Try it, and if you're not completely happy with your Pure Talk service, you'll get your money back. Support a company that supports you. Go to puretalk.com and enter promo code LEVINPODCAST, that's L-E-V-I-N podcast, to save 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code LEVINPODCAST, L-E-V-I-N podcast. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. You know, I'm going to kind of weave in and out here between the Chinese spy balloon and all the other stuff of the day, because I want to get into the Hunter Biden laptop. I also want to get into why these classified documents are being discovered now and the economic stuff as well. So it's going to kind of do a little bit of a track, but I wanted you to hear this. This is from today when Biden interrupted my Fox News hit with Dana Perino on America's Newsroom. So rude. And he said this cut 24. Why did you take any blame for inflation, Mr. President? Take any blame for inflation? No. Why not? Because it was already there when I got here, man. Remember what the economy was like when I got here? Jobs were hemorrhaging. Inflation was rising. We weren't manufacturing a damn thing here. We were in real economic difficulty. That's why I don't. Thank you. And that's the part where they ask him about the balloon and he just walks out of the room. The, the commander in chief has not said a word about this gigantic balloon floating over the United States of America today. Do you realize that his handlers have not told him what he needs to say yet? So he said nothing on it. 
not reassuring anybody of anything, nothing. And he won't. And now he'll go away for the weekend because he does. He goes to Delaware every weekend. He doesn't like Washington, D.C. because he's been there for 750 years. So, yeah, he's a little tired of the place. So he'll go to Wilmington or Rehoboth and maybe take the Corvette out. You know, from the garage that Hunter Biden had access to where all the classified documents were. You know, that garage. That one. Right. Uh, George is in California. George, you are former Air Force. You're on the Mark Levin Show. Thanks for your service, sir. Yes, I was the editor for a series of nuclear weapons effects manuals, one of them being EMP back in the 1970s. Okay, talk to me. All right. This is not the major threat. The major threat is that somebody putting it on a, uh, on a satellite and exploding it over the United States. And now we got four people that can do that. The Russians, the Chinese, the Iranians, and the... Uh, and the uh, North Koreans. And I've tried for years to get people interested in this. Dr. Peter Pry, who recently died, uh, has a, uh, was in front of a uh, congressional committee. No, nothing happened. I had my ex-boss, Congressman Rohrabacher, interested in it. And the green wave of a Democrat crash uh, Six years ago, got him unelected. So this is a real, real threat, but it's not the balloon. We've been flying balloons like that since the 1960s, and they were primarily research balloons flown at those altitudes or higher. All right, well, the, the congressional report they put out in 2015 disagrees and says the balloons are absolutely an imminent threat, and the Washington Examiner wrote a big piece about it. But it's okay. I mean, you, look, you disagree. I appreciate your service and your wisdom on the subject, and thank you, George, and have a great weekend, and thank you for calling the Mark Levin Show. Um, you know, look, I think it's like anything else, right? Uh, whatever technology that exists that we don't know about, like the supersonic, hypersonic missiles that we didn't know about till China had them, very problematic. It's the Mark Levin Show. We're coming right back. If one of your goals this year is to do business with companies who share your values, then hop on the Pure Talk bandwagon. Pure Talk, my cell phone company, is the antidote to woke wireless. That's why they're proudly veteran-owned, why they proudly employ a U.S.-based customer service team, and why they refuse to spend their money on fake news networks. And I haven't even started talking about the service It Kicks Butt, one of the largest networks in the country. You're going to get blazing fast data, talk, and text for just... 30 bucks a month. That's probably half of what you're paying Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile. Keep your phone, keep your number, and switch over in as little as 10 minutes. Plus, Pure Talk has a first-month risk-free guarantee. Try it, and if you're not completely happy with your Pure Talk service, you'll get your money back. Support a company that supports you. Go to puretalk.com and enter promo code LEVINPODCAST, that's L-E-V-I-N podcast, to save 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code LEVINPODCAST, L-E-V-I-N podcast. Pure Talk is simply smart. Smarter wireless. If you want to talk to Mark, we have two numbers for you to call. For regular Americans, call 877-381-3811. For liberals, call 877-381-3811. And it is the Mark Levin Show. Don't forget, Mark will be back on Monday. Life, Liberty, and Levin, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Fox News Channel this coming Sunday. So make sure you tune in for that. 
Victor Davis Hanson will be Mark's guest for the entire hour. They'll have a great chat. Make sure you tune in. I'm on Twitter if you want to follow along, at Rich Zioli, R-I-C-H-Z-E-O-L-I. David is in Washington, D.C. David, you want to weigh in on uh, the China stuff. How are you doing tonight? Uh, fine, Rick. How you doing? I'm a, a Scrantonian uh, way back when. But uh, I just want to let you know. Uh, do you hear me? Yeah, go ahead. Hello. Yeah. I oh, got okay. you. Uh, I just want to say that. Okay. I just want to say that uh, it's we missed the administration missed the point. They should have dealt with it before it ever got here. That was the big mistake. Now you talk about shooting something down. We don't know what's in that thing. Who knows? Maybe they put a virus that they just stepped up and, uh, you know, that's going to cause. That's a good platform to use. But whether they would do that or not, I don't know. But the thing is, um, uh, as you said before, it could be something nefarious in there. And uh, maybe, you know, if we shut it down, then we would unload it on ourselves. And they say, oh, you shouldn't have shut that down. See, uh, you did that yourself. Who knows? Maybe they're checking on a on another virus at a high at a high atmosphere to see how it reacted. And uh, But I think uh, we, we should just let it drift off and uh, let them know uh, we're not happy with it and uh, maybe shoot it down when it hits the water somewhere else. Well, David, it uh, looks like that's exactly what's going to happen, which is you know, it just floats away and goes into the wind and the trade winds take it. And you know, that's, that's that. At least that seems to be what the Pentagon's thinking. Uh, thank you for the call. I appreciate it. 877-381-3811. I guess, you know, you can come up with all kinds of different scenarios and immediately people will just dismiss him and go, oh, that's crazy. Come on, you're being crazy here. But did anybody ever really think to themselves that we would find out that there was this virus that they made in a laboratory thanks to gain-of-function research where they were trying to make viruses actually more lethal to see how they could battle those viruses? And then one day the world has this virus, but they still have not had the natural reservoir for. I don't trust China at all. I don't think that China would put it past them to develop a biological weapon that was capable of being aerosolized and launched via some sort of an aerial device. I think the key is to plan for these things and be able to respond to them. If COVID was not a wake up call from the the, the perspective of how this can impact our national security, because if a country can unleash a virus, that they make in a laboratory and then bring an economy to its knees that then causes a very popular president of the United States to lose re-election. That's a very big political weapon right there. It's a very big political weapon. And also, too, to enrich itself because countries around the world have to buy the very stuff that they're making in that country. It's a very, very popular, I mean, very political weapon. But, you know, the left will dismiss that and call you a conspiracy kook. Then they'll scream about Russia collusion for 19 hours. Uh, Brett is in Montana. So, Brett, Montana, now that's where they first discovered this thing, right? That's true, Rich. And um, I just followed a hay truck for 10 miles and dodged deer. And the claim that they couldn't shoot it down for fear of population being impacted, I don't understand. What are people out there saying? I mean, considering everything you guys have seen and considering it's right over your airspace, what's everybody been saying? Well, I I manage a team, and uh, today the, the joke was we're worried about Yellowstone blowing up, and here we are, we have China 
coming and hanging out above us. Yeah. I mean, it's a legit point, right? Brett, thank you for the call to the Mark Levin Show. I appreciate it very much. Alan is in Washington. Uh, I'm sorry, Stephen is calling from Washington. Go ahead. Or Alan. Sorry, Alan. go ahead. Um, I think they're mapping the power grid because it's been said, if you take out nine or ten substations, the entire United States power grid goes down. That way they don't have to send any nukes in, fry anything, we would kill ourselves. If the power's off for two months, no food, no water, no electricity, people don't have that kind of reserve. We would kill ourselves. They would send their army in and take over. The whole thing would be intact. There'd be no radiation. We would kill ourselves. Yeah, I got to start thinking about the old uh, food supply. You know what I mean? You know, the emergency reserves, months, even with it's food, water and uh, and heat and electricity and everything's dependent on that. And if they yeah, take and out the electric grid and I think you're going to cross the northern part of the country to prevent us from getting anything out of Canada, they can sever the power lines. Now, these substations, the transformers can't be replaced. They have to be built and it takes months we had two were shut down here a couple of weeks ago. People with rifles shot them, drained the fluid out, and the substation shut down because the transformers shorted themselves out. And you just can't turn them back on again. It's not like a circuit breaker. That's what they're doing. And that might have been the trial run for them. I think five substations were shut down by guys with rifles. They shot them. And by the way, we've got five and a half million invaders now in the country, conveniently, what are they going to do? Alan, thanks for the call. Appreciate it very much. The Mark Levin show. Yeah. I was thinking about this the other night too, because I started to watch this show on HBO about the end of the world. I've always loved end of the world shows, apocalyptic shows. I don't know why. And people think I'm crazy, but I, I guess cause I watch them and then I think, well, it's not that bad. I mean, at least we don't have zombies walking down the street. I mean, we do. And you ever, you watch, a Democrat convention. Walk. They're all pretty much zombies there, but I mean, actual zombies walking down the street. We don't have that, which is good yet anyway. But you notice the one thing that all those shows and movies have in common. You ever thought about that before, whether it's the walking dead or it's this or that, they all have guns because you don't want to be in the middle of a zombie apocalypse without a gun. Nobody does. You're never going to find anybody who's anti second amendment in the zombie apocalypse. I'm just saying, I'm making the point. And if the electric grid goes down, and we don't have electricity, and you know nobody's got food reserves, so then, yeah, you're going to definitely want a way to protect yourself and your family. I'm just pointing that out. I've never seen a zombie movie in any way, shape, or form, or any other apocalyptic end-of-the-world movie where at least every character had a, didn't have a gun. I've just never seen that before. There's a reason for that, by the way. Suddenly, everybody's on board with the Second Amendment when there's a uprising of the of the undead it's just how that works right or sometimes you know wooden stakes depending on what you're dealing with you know like uh former speakers of the house and that sort of thing uh brian's in virginia brian what are your thoughts on this chinese spy balloon hello yeah brian you're on the air go ahead yeah so we don't need to bring it down we have directed energy weapons using microwaves. We can fry the antennas going in and out, neutralize it, and then once it's over the ocean, shoot it down, collect it, analyze it. Mm-hmm. 
All right. I like it. I like your thinking on this. We can analyze it and get some data from it. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. 877-381-3811. You know, I got it. I would be remiss, too, if I did not mention the Hunter Biden laptop story and the latest on that. Did you hear yesterday when they basically came out and confirmed that the laptop was his? And then he also tried to say that the laptop wasn't his. He tried to play the little game of doing both things, turning around and saying that it was and it wasn't his. I'll tell you, if you want the truth about everything that's happening with the Hunter Biden laptop story, just look at how quickly they are protesting all the people that actually had what we were told was Russian disinformation. Russian disinformation. That laptop, when that debate happened and Joe Biden said on that stage, 50 former national intelligence officials all came out and said, this laptop is Russian disinformation. You remember that. And President Trump tried to make the point, a very valid point and an important point. This guy is compromised by all of his son's business dealings. This guy is compromised by China. He's compromised by Ukraine. And the media, the FBI, they all went along with the narrative to help the Democrat win that election. I mean, think about it. The Hunter Biden laptop was turned into the FBI in 2019. The FBI had in their possession. Yet they were setting the stage for Twitter to believe it was going to be the ultimate Russian disinformation right around the time that the New York Post wrote the story about it. Miranda Devine, who is the author of that story in the New York Times Reporter, she broke the story. The Hunter Biden laptop in October 2020. But what's interesting about that, of course, is that she was having conversations with Rudy Giuliani and Rudy Giuliani was also being spied on by the FBI. The FBI was wiretapping him because they were investigating him in all of a sudden an investigation that just magically went away, just went away. Poof, it's gone. So they knew the New York Post story was coming. They knew it was coming. They knew that the New York Post was going to break the story that on this Hunter Biden laptop had all kinds of nefarious things. Him doing hooker, well, yes, obviously, doing cocaine with Russian hookers, I should say, in pools, all kinds of emails regarding business dealings, graphic videos, graphic pictures. It was all there. And the FBI knew the New York Post was about to write the story. So what did they do? They turned around and they laid the seeds for it to be Russian disinformation and Twitter and social media, National Public Radio, The Washington Post, The New York Times, CBS, NBC, ABC. They all went with that. They all ran with that because we don't really have journalists that actually do anything except what the bidding is for the Democrats. They don't actually go out there and write stories or do investigative journalism or anything else. They don't do that. They just take their marching orders. What I do find interesting about what's happening right now politically, and maybe you've noticed this as well, have you noticed it's all of a sudden now open season on the Bidens? When it comes to the media actually talking about them, it's open season on the Bidens. The other day, the Washington Post wrote a story about how unpopular Kamala Harris is. It was a takedown piece because they don't want Kamala Harris to become president. But I think the Democrats are realizing something that Joe Biden has damaged goods because of everything regarding the classified documents, not because he had them in his possession. But I think the classified documents connect the dots between Hunter Biden, the business dealings, Joe Biden getting the kickbacks. And yes, Hunter Biden using classified documents to enrich himself and by virtue of that, enriching his father. And his uncle. And everybody else who was named to Biden. Now think about it, right? We find out that the FBI was at the Penn Biden Center back in November, and they find these classified documents. 
Why were they there? Who's looking for documents at the Penn Biden Center? Maybe the United States attorney in Delaware who's actually investigating Hunter Biden. So all of a sudden, Hunter Biden comes out with what the media says is this aggressive stance now. He's fighting back. Oh, look, Hunter's fighting back. But in doing so, he has confirmed that the laptop is actually his. He's confirmed that. He's confirmed that all the data on there is his. The emails on there are his. All of it. It's all his. He's confirmed all of that. You know, Miranda Devine also had a great point, too, which is at some point or another, Hunter Biden writes this this email to his uh, masters over in Ukraine at Burisma. And he goes into very elaborate details, 14 points on what a Russian invasion of Crimea might mean and refers to Russia as the RU, Russian Union. Nobody calls it that. Nobody says that, except eggheads in the State Department somewhere. Point being that it's, he's an idiot. We know Hunter's an idiot. So for him to write such a detailed memo about the geopolitical impacts of Russia invading Crimea and what that would mean to energy prices and the European Union and the stability of the region and blah, blah, blah. He doesn't know any of that stuff. It's like when the guy in class who has not been there all year turns in a term paper about the presidency and you go, wow. How did you know any of this stuff? And it's very obvious he he didn't. Somebody wrote it for him. He paid somebody to write that or he used chat GPT or whatever. That's the new thing now, obviously. But that email is very telling. The question is, did Hunter Biden have access to classified documents that would help him prepare that for his client, Burisma? Well, we know he had access to the garage. We know he had access to the Corvette, that sweet Corvette. We know the boxes that was marked important docs, D-O-C apostrophe S, were just sitting there. Just sitting there. If you can connect all these dots on the Hunter Biden laptop and the emails and everything, you've got a real major political problem here. You've got the betrayal of the United States of America by an idiot son and the father who's the president enriching himself off of all this. Because when he was vice president, he helped his son accomplish all these things, flying him an Air Force Two to China with his buddies, having all these meetings. It's the kind of thing that can destroy a presidential candidate if this all comes out, say, in September of 2024. I don't think Democrats want to take that chance. So if you've noticed now, when the media is critical of the Bidens, ask yourself why. Who's given them the permission to go after the Bidens? I think they want to take him out. That's what I think. And I think they know because something bad is coming. Hunter Biden's dirty and Joe Biden's dirty. And this is all coming out. And it's going to destroy that candidacy. And there's just far too much money on the table for them to take that chance. 877-381-3811. It is the Mark Levin Show. It's me, Rich Zioli, with you. Coming right back. Mark Levin. If one of your goals this year is to do business with companies who share your values, then hop on the Pure Talk bandwagon. Pure Talk, my cell phone company, is the antidote to woke wireless. That's why they're proudly veteran-owned, why they proudly employ a U.S.-based customer service team, and why they refuse to spend their money on fake news networks. And I haven't even started talking about the service, It Kicks Butt, one of the largest networks in the country. You're going to get blazing fast data, talk, and text for just 30 bucks a month. That's probably half of what you're paying Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile. 
Keep your phone, keep your number, and switch over in as little as 10 minutes. Plus, Pure Talk has a first-month risk-free guarantee. Try it, and if you're not completely happy with your Pure Talk service, you'll get your money back. Support a company that supports you. Go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast. that's L-E-V-I-N podcast, to save 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code Levin Podcast. L-E-V-I-N podcast. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. It is the Mark Levin Show. We are just cooking with gasoline today. Oh, by the way, if you're wondering, was it a vast right-wing conspiracy that they wanted to ban gas stoves? You know, we just made it up. No, it was not. Richard Trumka Jr. was an odd-looking man with a big mustache. That's probably the only redeeming quality about him. Uh, He actually wrote a memo. The Consumer Product Safety Commission wrote a memo saying that they have the right to ban gas stoves. In the name of the children, because some children might be asthmatic. So this guy wrote a memo actually arguing that the Consumer Product Safety Commission had an obligation, a responsibility, and the authority to ban gas stoves. Now, I can tell you, as an Italian and a chef, I'm not a chef, but I like to pretend I am. I love to cook. I cook on gas, period. I got a nice big gas burner oven. I love it. I love to cook on it. It's great. I control the temperature, control the flames. There's a lot of restaurants out there that feel exactly the same way. And if the government came along and said, we're banning natural gas stoves, we're banning gas, they would have to spend a lot of money to convert. And small businesses don't have that kind of cash. They don't have that kind of capital, not after COVID especially. But also, too, in your home, what right does the government have to come in and say, you can't have a gas stove? It doesn't. So now what they want to do is they want to regulate the hell out of those gas stoves to make it so that you'll just decide not to buy one. You'll just decide to walk away. But I couldn't believe it as I'm sitting there and I'm reading this memo from the Consumer Product Safety Commission saying we have the right and the responsibility because of asthmatic children. We have to turn around now. We've got to ban these things in your home. And yes, we can do this. And we have the right and we have the power to do so. <laughs> these people are monsters, are they not? They think they can do anything they want without any repercussions whatsoever. And they don't think Congress matters because it doesn't. They're not worried about Congress overriding them. They're not worried about Congress doing anything. So they just think they can do it themselves all the time. But gas stoves live to fight another day. That's the good news. They live to fight another day. How much legal trouble is Hunter Biden in? The answer for you upon my return. It is the Mark Levin Show. Coming right back. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in America with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, house plants, much, much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. My wife Julie and I decided it was time to add more flowering trees to our landscape, and Fast Growing Tree was a great resource for us. A large selection and no hassle ordering or shipping. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on selected plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code LEVIN at checkout. L-E-V-I-N. Now that's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using code LEVIN. 
Levin at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code L-E-V-I-N. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Please visit FastGrowingTrees.com for details. He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. All right, America, it is our number three here on the Mark Levin Show. The great one is off tonight. It is me, Rich Zioli, with you from WPHT in Philadelphia, Mark's hometown, one of his wonderful affiliates and a fellow Levinite. So it's great to be with you tonight. The balloon, the spy balloon. How did we allow this to cross onto our mainland of a country? I'm just curious about that. Aren't you curious about that? Do we not have NORAD, which tracks Santa Claus and all these other things that we didn't see this thing coming? And really, I mean, legit, is it too high up in in the sky? Is that what it is? Is Is that the problem? Because it seems like if that is the case, we have some major problems in the future. If these balloons can go really, really high up, so high up that we can't see them, let alone pop them, could be a problem for us. Ask yourself this question. If Joe Biden was really concerned with this spy balloon and wanted to send a message to China, would he do it? Would he do it? Ask yourself that question. The answer, of course, lies in his son, Hunter Biden, crackhead idiot son, who we know was on China's payroll. The answer lies there. I think China has so much on this guy and so much on this family that this president would never dare stand up to China, would never dare. Look, I got news for you. This is a big country. We have a lot of undeveloped land. We have a lot of rural land. The idea that America doesn't have enough room for everybody, that we need to stop having children because we don't have enough places to build houses is all a lie. There's plenty of room. We could shoot this thing down very easily and nobody would even notice. There is so much undeveloped rural land in this country with woods and fields and farms and everything else. And we have all these neat ways to track where it is so we could know, hey, it's going over a big, gigantic farm and we could evacuate everybody and shoot it the hell down if we wanted to. If we wanted to, we don't. We don't. Now, it's either for one of two things. And don't give me this whole shrapnel argument. That's a bunch of malarkey. No, it's one of two reasons. Number one, the reason is because we're worried about what's on there which would cause a major, major problem for the United States of America. Or number two, it's because Joe Biden is so beholden to China, he does not want to upset them. And China knows that, and China can do anything it wants to this country, as long as this guy's president. It's one of the two. And if I were president, and I think if a Republican were president, they would shoot it down just for the street cred alone. Because in politics... Something like this is a political no-brainer. As long as we don't think there's something on board that if it blows up would be really, really bad. I mean, think about it. You're sitting there in the Oval Office, guys come in and go, Mr. President, Mr. President, uh, we have this spy balloon flying over America. People are freaking out about this. What do you want to do? Well, shoot it down. It's it's the size of a school bus. Well, Mr. President, it's going to fall 200,000 feet and boom. All right, here's what we do. Follow the trajectory, find the biggest rural area you can. When it gets over that rural area, shoot it down. 
And I will be the guy that said to China, you will not fly your spy balloons over my country. We, you don't do this. All right? You don't do this. Well, why wouldn't I, though? Unless the intelligence community came to me and said, but Mr. President, we think that there might be something on board that could be really, really bad. Some sort of a EMP, some sort of a nuclear bomb, some sort of a biological chemical weapon. We just don't know. And then I would turn around and I would say, how the hell do you people not know? Or how do you think it's possible that they could have this and we are having this conversation? That's a question I want to know. How, why are we having this conversation? If you think China has the capability to load up a spy balloon with the kind of things that could hurt our country, why are we having this conversation? Why wasn't that thing shot down before it ever crossed over the United States mainland? Why? Why not? And they'd say, well, Mr. President, uh, there's a variety of factors and the winds and the blah, blah, blah. I go, whoa, 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 hey, hey, hey. This is our airspace. My job as commander in chief is to keep that airspace free and clear from our enemies. I'm not looking to invade a country. I'm not looking to take over anybody else's country. I'm not looking to start a war. I'm not looking to have an endless war, but I have a job to do. I took an oath. I swore an oath on the United States Constitution before God to protect this country from all enemies, foreign and domestic. And this is our airspace. And you're telling me that a spy balloon that could potentially have maybe something really bad on it was able to breach our airspace and nobody knew about this? We don't have an alert system at the Pentagon. I, got, I have a ring doorbell. It, every time somebody walks by the house, the, the, the damn thing goes off. You know, I constantly, all day, I'm getting updates on this thing. So I turned it off. I could, couldn't take it anymore. I did it. Now it's a... I shouldn't say this on the air, but it's kind of a fugazi just in case people think, you know what I mean? But, well, you know, maybe you shouldn't have said that. But don't worry, the house is heavily protected by Smith and Wesson and Six Hour. So don't worry about a thing. You're fine if you ever try to come here. Trust me. But I would say, you're telling me we don't have like a rapid alert system. So there's a giant spy balloon crossing into our airspace and we don't know. The alarm doesn't go off. Nothing. You look by cars in the mall and the alarms start going off if you get too close. Fireworks set them off. We don't know about a spy balloon. And I think that what they would turn around, they'd say, well, 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 Mr. President, Mr. President, you have to understand. It came to the Aleutian Islands and then the wind took it and then the wind, blah, 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 blah. Whoa. When did you guys think to yourselves that maybe this balloon could have something on there that's bad? When? When it got here or before? It's a question I would ask. See, my point is that if the United States of America has reason to believe that this could be a trial run for something, or that China has the capability to use these, these giant balloons that can fly 200,000 feet above our airspace, or 66,000 feet above our airspace, or whatever it is, and we believe that that could be the case where they could deliver something nefarious to our country, why did we ever allow it to cross into our airspace in the first place? And no one seems to be able to answer that question for me. No one. And nobody seems to be asking. His president's not answering. He's not going to say anything. But if I were him, and if I were the gang of eight, you know, Kevin McCarthy and the leaders in the Senate and the House, I would be demanding that answer. I want to understand this. How is it possible this thing, which is maneuverable, was able to cross into our airspace? 
I'm going to play this clip again. I played it before, but let's play it again, Mr. Producer. Let's do that. Cut number five, Brigadier General Patrick Ryder asked the question about the balloon being able to maneuver. Cut number five. It's moving eastward and it's over the continental U.S. It's, cha- it's not over Montana anymore. Is the Chinese government controlling the movement of the balloon or is it just floating with uh, airstreams? Thanks, Jennifer. Uh, so I'm not going to go into uh, any specific intelligence that we, we may have. Again, uh, we, we know this is a Chinese balloon um, and that it has the ability to maneuver. Um, but I'll just leave it at that. It has the ability to maneuver. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. So then the question is, if it has the ability to maneuver, why don't we turn around and say maneuver away or we're shooting you down when you're over the ocean within a couple miles of of the United States of America? I mean, these are the questions that I have to ask. If this is no big deal that a spy balloon is over the United States of America. okay, cool. Great. uh, Let me know because I didn't get the memo. I didn't get the memo that it's no big deal that a spy balloon violating our airspace And we let it violate our airspace. See, that's the piece I can't figure out. Can you? Do you have an answer for that for me? If you do, 877-381-3811. I'd love to hear it. Or you can tweet me at Rich Zioli, R-I-C-H-Z-E-O-L-I. I'm trying to think about how I could explain this to like a bunch, a couple of guys sitting around having beers and thinking about my buddies and sitting there and, you know, smoking a cigar or something, drinking a bourbon, having the conversation with them. And the question that I think would keep coming up is, how did this cross into our airspace in the first place? And no one no one knows. Canada now is apparently investigating another one of these. But I'd like to know. And we're not getting any answers on this, and we won't. But what's the future protocol, you think? What's the future plan if China wants to fly another one of these balloons? Do we have a balloon, early warning balloon system? Early warning balloon sirens? I mean, what, what's the plan here? I'd like to know. Here is, um, I want to play this clip for you. I played this earlier, but it's worth playing again, and I think it's really important. I'm not sure if, actually if I played it before, but let's do this. Cut number eight. Uh, you said that this is uh, violating our airspace, so why not take it down? Yeah, so, uh, you know, clearly as we assess options um, and considering the, the size of the payload on this, uh, looking at the potential for debris uh, and the impact on civilians on the ground or property damage. Again, uh, running through the, the various factors and looking at uh, in terms of does it pose a potential risk uh, to people while in the air? And right now, as I mentioned, we, we assess that it does not pose a risk to people on the ground as it currently is traversing the continental United States. And so out of an abundance of caution, uh, cognizant of the potential impact to civilians on the ground uh, from a debris field, uh, right now we're going to continue to monitor and review options. All right. We're going to monitor and review options. We're going to monitor and review options. Okay. Very good. What do you think would happen if we did this to China? Just out of curiosity, if we flew a gigantic spy balloon over China, how do you think China would react to that? Would they be fine with it? Yeah, come on in. It's it's all good. Yeah, just kind of float over. How many countries around the world would be okay with that? There's probably a reason why this is a rare occurrence. And don't give me this, well, it's happened before nonsense. That's not the point. 
The point is what's happening right now as we speak in this country and what the ramifications are for that in the future. That's the question. I'll tell you one thing. This thing right now is has been spying on us for so long and uploading that data to China in real time. This isn't like you have to load it into the old VCR and then get home and transfer the, the, the tape over. No, this has been, they have been spying on our air bases, spying on our ICBM locations, spying on God only knows what else, and transmitting that data to China in real time, this entire time. I think it's another thing, too, they're not telling us, which is that this isn't a couple guys up there, you know, with some cameras taking pictures down. This is very sophisticated intelligence, very sophisticated spyware that these guys have and maneuverable. By who? Is there someone in there driving it? piloting it is there someone or is this done by a computer by a drone by an app can we can we hack it and bring it down ourselves these are the questions i have these are the questions i would ask the president of the united states but he's not talking he has no interest in talking he has no interest in reassuring the american people why because he's bought and paid for by china that's why 877-381-3811 this is the mark levin show coming right back mark levin As we continue here on the Mark Levin Show, great to be with you tonight. I got to tell you, you know, in Pennsylvania, something very important happened, and that is Mark Houck. He's a pro-life activist. You know, he was found not guilty by a federal jury in violation of the FACE Act, which is the Freedom Access to an Abortion Clinic Act nonsense. Um, But what's interesting about that, and I'm sure you've heard about it. I know Mark talked about it. This man did nothing wrong. The weaponized Department of Justice in this country decided to go after him, to persecute him, to send a message. And they do this all the time. Jim Jordan, Congressman Jim Jordan, has decided now they're going to have an investigation into that school board's letter. Remember the school board's letter from Merrick Garland, the attorney general, turning around telling all the moms out there and the dads out there, hey, you better be quiet. Those school board meetings, don't you speak up because maybe the FBI will be in the back of the room just watching you. You remember that? Well, now they're going to have hearings into that letter. This was collusion between the United States Department of Justice and the National School Boards Association, specifically done to intimidate parents, specifically done to intimidate you. Now, I've I've said this before. The fight of our lives right now is the school board, and we need great candidates to run for local school boards across this country because that's where the battle is. That's where the battle is. But when you think about what occurred here in this country, when a mom and dad were told that they were potential domestic terrorists, why? Because they didn't want them speaking out against CRT. They didn't want them speaking out against mandated vaccines for their kids. They didn't want them speaking out against mask mandates. They didn't want them speaking out against transgender studies for their three-year-olds. So they said, look, you might be a DVE, a domestic violent extremist. I know you're just a mom in yoga pants, but you might be a domestic violent extremist. And also, you probably don't do yoga. Let's be honest. So they intimidate you and then you sit down and you shut up because you have a nice job. You have a nice community and you don't want to have several big black suburbans pull up in front of your house and a bunch of heavily armed agents running out there with windbreakers and vests in front of all your neighbors because that could be very bad for you. So what happens? You just sit down. You, 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 you comply. 
and then they win. Well, the House Judiciary Committee has subpoenaed the Attorney General of the United States, the FBI chief, and the Education Secretary, requesting documents on the Biden administration's targeting of parents for exercising their First Amendment rights at school board meetings. Jim Jordan, great guy, issued subpoenas on Friday to the heads of the Justice Department, FBI, and Department of Education. The subpoenas, which Jordan noted, are his first as chairman. Sent to the Biden administration require Attorney General Merrick Garland, FBI Director Christopher Wray, and Education Secretary Miguel Cordona to turn over all documents on the topic by March 1st. Quote, since October 2021, Judiciary Committee uh, Republicans have sent over 100 letters to Biden administration officials requesting answers about how the administration used federal counterterrorism resources against American parents. This is the very powerful weaponization of the federal government committee and also the House Oversight Committee as well. Whistleblowers have claimed that the FBI's counterterrorism and criminal divisions created a specific threat tag for school board related threats and even open investigations into parents simply for speaking out on behalf of their children. Republicans outlined those claims in a November report on the politicization of the DOJ and the FBI. School board meetings across the country have intensified and grown violent in recent years, NBC News says. Let me ask you a question. If a school board meeting gets violent, who should deal with that, in your opinion? The FBI or the local police department? I've been in government in the past. I've worked in politics for a long time. These are local issues. Why would you make this a federal case? Unless that's the point. We're coming right back. Mark doesn't suffer fools well. So, if you're a fool, don't call 877-381-3811. Some breaking news here on the Mark Levin Show. The United States government says another giant Chinese spy balloon is traveling over Latin America and apparently headed here. Pentagon spokesperson Brigadier General Pat Ryder told Fox News Friday night that, quote, we are seeing reports of a balloon transiting Latin America. We now assess it is another Chinese surveillance balloon. Jennifer Griffin uh, posting this story just a short time ago. We don't have any other details of that. Uh, Charlie Kirk is reporting that there was a big explosion outside of Montana in the night sky, and they're wondering if they shot down the Chinese spy balloon, but that particular balloon, I believe, is now over Missouri, so maybe there was another one. There were stories about another balloon coming down from Canada. There's all kinds of different stories. There may be more than one balloon. It's also very possible. There might be several balloons. Who knows? They're not going to tell us anything. That's the key. All right, let me go back to this story. It's very, very important here, what Jim Jordan has done, subpoenaing the attorney general, the FBI director, and the education secretary. You know, I have three children, an eight-year-old boy, a six-year-old girl, and a almost three-year-old girl. And I talk to parents all the time, and I can tell you the biggest issues that we are thinking about is how to protect our children from woke curriculum. Woke curriculum is the danger, the toxicity that preys on our children. Teaching a, a kindergarten boy that he might actually be a girl inside or, you know, t- teaching them about climate change and getting them to think that windmills which kill whales are OK off the Jersey Shore and things like this. Well, curriculum is the biggest threat. Critical race theory, teaching them that our country is inherently racist, rooted in white supremacy and uh, systemic racism. 
with the ultimate goal, of course, of what? Tearing up the United States Constitution. The United States Constitution is the guardrail that holds this country from the crazy radical left doing whatever they want. It secures liberty by keeping the crazy factions at bay. That's what the Constitution does. And that's why they hate it. Because some very, very smart people figured out that the angry mob can't win. And that faction is to liberty as heir is to fire. So they said, we need to have these guardrails in here. So we're going to have a republic. If you can keep it. Well, the left hates that. They want to do whatever they want. They don't want anyone to constrain them. No one. They want D.C. to become the 51st state. They want Puerto Rico to become the 52nd state. They want to kill the filibuster. This way they can run roughshod in the Senate and do whatever they want with no one stopping them. No accountability. If you can teach children that this country was founded in systemic racism and that our institutions are built to preserve that racism and that white oppression and all the other nonsense that they're, well, then they'll hate this country too. And they'll turn around and say, why would we follow a document written by a bunch of white slave owners? That's the ultimate goal of critical race theory. It's the ultimate goal of the 1619 Project. If the left can take the Constitution of the United States and tear it up, they can do whatever they want. It'll be mob rule and nothing will be able to stop them. Why do you think you want to get rid of the filibuster so badly? And if you make D.C. a state, you make Puerto Rico a state, you'll have a majority in the Senate without a filibuster. They can do anything they want. That's your ultimate goal. So when parents started speaking out against this stuff in school board meetings and they said enough is enough, there were some people that got out of line. Sure, there was a Virginia woman who was charged after she appeared to threaten school board officials over a mask requirement. Now, you know who should deal with that? The local PD. Why not? It's a local issue. School boards are not federal. They're local. There's nothing federal about them. You're dealing with a local school board. So why wouldn't the local police department deal with a situation where a belligerent member of the public is threatening a school board member? Why would it be any different if they threatened a mayor? Suddenly now these local elected officials are exalted and protected by what, the FBI now? Why not give them Secret Service protection while we're at it? You know, just in case. But Making it a federal case was the point. It was about intimidation. The weaponization of the Department of Justice is about intimidating American citizens. There were never going to be FBI agents in the back of that room. Never. Never, ever going to happen. But they wanted people to think that. So they sent up this, this memorandum. In recent months, there's been a disturbing spike in harassment, intimidation and threats of violence against school administrators, board members, teachers and staff who participate in the vital work of running our nation's public schools. While spirited debate about policy matters is protected under the Constitution, that protection does not extend to threats of violence or efforts to intimidate individuals based on their views. The Department of Justice takes these incidents seriously and is committed to using its authority and resources to discourage these threats, identify them when they occur, and prosecute them when appropriate. Coordination and partnership with local law enforcement is critical to implementing these measures for the benefit of our nation's nearly 14,000 public school districts. To that, this end, I am directing the Federal Bureau of Investigation working with each United States attorney to convene meetings with federal, state, local, tribal, and territorial leaders in each federal jurisdiction district within 30 days of the issuance of this memorandum. 
These meetings will facilitate the discussion of strategies for addressing threats against school administrators, board members, teachers, and staff, and will open dedicated lines of communication for threat reporting, assessment, and response. The Department of Justice is steadfast in its commitment to protect all people in the United States from violence, threats of violence, and other forms of intimidation and harassment. Really? All citizens, all people, you there you had guys have the resources for that out of curiosity? The Department of Justice now is there to protect each and every one of us from threats of violence? Oh, good to know. That's helpful cuz I thought a lot of that stuff was left to the states and the local municipalities. This subpoena that was sent to Merrick Garland for this dopey memo, very dangerous memo, very, very dangerous memo. And what we want to know and what they want to understand here between the subpoena for the FBI director, the attorney general and the education secretary is what what sort of coordination you guys all have to, to write this stuff, to write all of this. What coordination? That's what I want to know. What did you guys do and why? What was the purpose? An FBI spokesman responded to Jordan's subpoenas Friday afternoon, saying in a statement, as Director Ray and other FBI officials have clearly stated on numerous occasions before Congress and elsewhere, the FBI has never been in the business of investigating speech or policing speech at school board meetings or anywhere, anywhere else. And, and uh, we never will be, they say. We are fully committed to preserving and protecting First Amendment rights, including the right to free speech. Attempts to further any political narrative will not change these facts. The FBI is actively working to respond to congressional requests for information, including voluntary production of documents. So what they also did was they intimidated pro-lifers, too, by arresting Mark Houck. And they sent uh, 20-something FBI agents to his house with all of these big, big, big suburbans and guys in windbreakers and everything else. And they all come into the house and on a Sunday morning and they intimidate him and scare him. And they charge him with this crime, this federal offense. And you know what they really wanted to do? Crack down on people that stand outside of abortion clinics and offer to pray or counsel young women going into these clinics. They don't like that. Planned Parenthood does not want any competition whatsoever. All right? Now, I can tell you, I have two adopted children. Beautiful, beautiful children. Came, Came to our life by adoption. The agencies we work with are these little, you know, nonprofit agencies and I remember we were in Connecticut for my son's adoption. We're driving home from the adoption agency, tiny little one room office in a basement of like a strip mall across the street. It's this gigantic Planned Parenthood headquarters with, you know, the kind of glass facade throughout the whole front of the thing and all of this. And I just kept thinking about that David and Goliath story right there between the two. And thinking to myself that if they don't want competition, they'll shut down the ability of social workers and other people to counsel people going into abortion clinics. And that's what they want to do. So they arrest Mark Houck. They embarrass him and intimidate him in front of his family. And they send a message to other pro-lifers across the country that, hey, listen, you do this. You get out of line. This could happen to you. And, of course, they had no case. But it's not about the case. There's an old saying, the process is the punishment. If I can intimidate the crap out of you, you'll get the memo. Whether or not I find you guilty or you're found guilty in a court of law is irrelevant. If I can put you through hell by making you have to spend money on an attorney, embarrass you in front of your community, maybe cost you your job, maybe cost you your livelihood, I've won. 
I've won. You've lost. Regardless of what happens to you in court, you've lost. And nobody gets in trouble for that on the government's perspective, do they? Mark Howe is found not guilty in a court in Philadelphia, in federal court. And now he's considering pressing charges for prosecutorial abuse after the FBI raid. And it was prosecutorial abuse. 6.45 a.m. raid where FBI agents descended on his home. I was awake. My children and my wife were asleep. The manner with which the FBI banged on my door is particularly worth noting because they rang the doorbell. It was dark outside. Repeatedly, they rang the doorbell and they banged on the door saying, open up. They didn't even declare who they were. They didn't even state their names. The degree of the recklessness that this was performed and the act of terror, which it was. He said the same thing on my radio show in Philadelphia when he joined me. After learning that it was FBI agents seeking entry into his home, Hauk informed them of his intention to open the door, urging them to stay calm because he had seven children in the house. I opened the door and slowly showed them my hands. As I opened the door, I could not believe the circus scene that I saw. At least 10 to 15 marked and unmarked units right in front of me surrounding the side of my house. I have 100 yards to the street, cars lined all the way up to the street, long guns pointed at me, heavily armored vests, ballistic helmets, ballistic shields, and a battering ram. I had at least five federal agents on my porch with M16s pointed at me. You know why we're here, they said after his wife asked. Do you have a warrant? They said, we're taking him with or without a warrant. I was arrested in front of my children, in front of my home, while they were screaming. They declined his request to put on underwear, apply deodorant, and brush his teeth while granting his plea to take his rosary beads. You know, um, that's the ultimate example of intimidation. Your government should never treat you this way. His um, alleged crime, because I know what you're thinking, right? This guy's like El Chapo, right? Huge Mexican drug cartel leader, probably heads in his his freezer. This guy's Dahmer, right? And this is Hannibal Lecter, obviously. His crime, the alleged crime, was pushing a Planned Parenthood escort who was apparently now threatening his son. Pushing. Local municipality of Philadelphia, despite having a whack job district attorney, declined to prosecute. So they sent a battering ram, M16s, long guns, Dozens of agents and cars in front of his house because he may have may have pushed someone outside an abortion clinic. They knew they had no case, but this is about intimidation and harassment. This is about in intimidation and harassment of the American people. It's the same thing with the moms in yoga pants. If I can get you to shut up and sit down and stop your crying about vaccine mandates for your kids or stop your crying about mask mandates, I win. You lose. And if you know what can happen to you, where you're working from home one day, your big company and everything like this, and all of a sudden, knock on the door, FBI agents, you've been accused of being a domestic violent extremist because you said at a school board meeting, we will fight back. Well, that might have been a threat. You can't risk it in your life. Most people can't. Mark Howe could because he's a he's a pastor. He's a religious man. He believes in the fight. And he's lucky that he has the ability to do that. Not everybody does. Not everybody does. For some people, they just can't risk it. You get this nice suburban neighborhood, nice house, nice community, everything. All of a sudden, FBI agents are raiding your door in the pre-dawn hours. You can't, can't risk it. 
So you just stay out of the fight. This is what the weaponization of the DOJ subcommittee needs to do is get to the bottom of this because we have a Justice Department that's out of control in this country. They're a political entity. They worked very diligently to make sure that Joe Biden would become president of the United States. And Merrick Garland is a hack. He is a dangerous, dangerous hack who is fully prepared to use every single power he has for political purposes. And intimidating the American people is not the purpose of the Department of Justice. This is the Mark Levin Show. It's me, Rich Zioli, in with you. Coming right back. Mark Levin. We are almost to the end of the show. It flew by today. And thanks to my buddy, Mark Levin, for allowing me the honor of filling in for him tonight. And great to spend the night with you and talk about all these issues. I appreciate it very, very much. Uh, If you want to follow me on Twitter, at Rich Zioli, and you can join my afternoon drive show. on Talk Radio 1210 WPHE from 3 to 7 p.m. I actually have some wonderful friends who found me from listening to this show and me filling in on in for Mark. So uh, it's wonderful. It's great. It's a good little club. Everybody's very nice to each other. And I uh, would love to have you join us as well. So it's a good group. Give my buddy Susie a shout out. She's one of the people that listened on the show. Listen, me fill in for Mark and said, there we go. Let's come on over and migrate over. So thank you for that. It's always an honor to do that. I think that if the Republicans can accomplish anything, it is getting to the bottom Getting to the bottom of the weaponization of the Department of Justice and ending this once and for all. Let's go back to the Hunter Biden laptop, shall we? The FBI picked sides in that. They picked sides. They decided that they were going to help Joe Biden become president of the United States, the Federal Bureau of Investigation. I always say we live in a police state in this country, and that's not an exaggeration. It's not hyperbole. A police state, the definition of that is when the government uses its law enforcement powers for political purposes. That is a police state. That's what a police state really is. And if you do that, then you will have a problem, a major, major problem for freedom and liberty going forward. Because they have more resources than you could ever imagine. They have the ability to crush you and they have the power and the resources to help their candidates. So what do they do with the Hunter Biden laptop? They turned around and they said to everybody, this is Russian disinformation. And in doing so, they helped Joe Biden become president, the FBI, by intimidating moms and dads at school board meetings. They intimidated them. They helped the Democrat cause by going after pro-lifers in this manner. They helped the Democrat cause by intimidating people, by looking at people wearing Gadsden flags and don't tread on me symbols and all the other things, American flags, MAGA hats, by insinuating that you might be a domestic violent extremist, they keep you in line. They keep you in place. They make you a good little boy and girl. This is not the way our government is supposed to be. Our government should not be in the process and the business of intimidating us for political purposes to help the Democrats or for any purpose for that matter. But the notion that they turn around and they do these things knowing that the Democrats will win. If we don't turn that back, if we don't turn this back now, our republic will not survive. It can't. How could it? Have a great rest of your night tonight. Thank you so much for listening. My thanks to Mark for letting me fill in for him. Thanks to Jim and Rich and everybody else. 
I'm on Twitter, at Rich Zioli. God bless. Have a great weekend. 